We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey everybody, it's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you Sunday afternoon on November 21st. Uh, the Mavericks just fell to the Los Angeles Clippers at home. Uh, or I'm sorry, on the road, 97 to 91. Uh, it's their third straight loss. And I think the Mavs faithful are pretty pissy, but you and I are both kind of like, eh, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Josh? Yeah. I mean, they haven't lost any of these games by double digits and they haven't had Luca for any of these games. And considering the way they were playing against good teams with Luca and they were getting run off the run off the floor, uh, the fact that they've been competitive in all three games, and you could probably say maybe not the second Phoenix game, but the first Phoenix game and this game, if just some of those 50-50 calls, mm-hmm. some bounces went their way, I mean, they could have been 2-1. and one. So, I mean, no one likes to hear moral victories after three straight losses, and I'm not trying to say this is a moral victory. I'm just not sure where the outrage should come from because this isn't – I mean, this isn't anything – unexpected like you know i mean dallas has a roster that with some limited players luca makes them really really good and without luca they struggle like i mean that's kind of the way it goes and it's credit to i think the guys on the floor like they're playing really hard like i don't think anyone would deny their their effort level or or their focus in these games Mm -hmm. uh they're just coming up short because the other the two teams they played against in these three games are just just have better players right right right. and i think where people get very frustrated is the mavericks for the last when they lose they lose the same way um and i think that's starting to get old with people in a way that it got old for you and i very very quickly (laughs) where you know where we're simply like look the players aren't good enough and the 
the Clippers once again stand as an interesting measuring stick where like a guy like Terrence Mann and um what's the dude's name? The the Duke, the Duke guy. Kennard, um, uh, despite Kennard's limitations, like they're better than most of the Mavericks rotation. Um, or at least it, it, at least they're more versatile, I think is is maybe at least like some uh, way to, to frame it. And I don't know. I, I just had a hard time getting mad about it because they rallied back. The guys that I want to see play well, um, like Porzingis, played really well. Um, you wrote about it. Porzingis did a nice job. The the Brunson did a nice job finding him, which was not the case in the second half against against Phoenix. Um, I hope Porzingis is getting more confident with his his play near the rim because it it you know he sometimes struggles against more elite defenders, which is part of the game. But it's it, he's also seven three, and when he does simple straightforward things, you know one hard dribble, a spin, and a hook. Uh, one hard dribble and a pull up, cutting to the rim for a dunk. Like good things happen, and and I was really pleased with with that portion of things. Um, the guys who are struggling right now, namely Porzinga, I'm sorry, namely uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie Bullock. I I am annoyed and I am concerned, but I'm not concerned for the long term. I think Tim Hart Tim finds a shot. He always does, and Brunson his shooting splits by month are just too wild to ignore. Um, and I think he finds it if he doesn't, we're kind of going to be talking about a different thing, but you know, I, I this is, yeah. just, it's just, you know, it's the same stuff. It's the yeah. same stuff. And I think with Tim, it's a little bit easier to swallow because he's had a handful of, of good scoring games, uh, mm-hmm. this month, you know, he had that really good game in the win against Denver, uh, you know, he had 19 points on eight of 14 shooting. Uh, he had a pretty Decent shooting night against the Bulls. He had five and nine from three. You know, the win against New Orleans, he had a pretty good night. With Bullock, like, he just, he hasn't had a night. Like, (laughs) we haven't really seen him pop off for for a big game. Like, I mean, the best night he's had was his 16 points and four threes, but that was against the one, currently one win Houston team back in October. And since then, he's had some double-digit scoring games, but he just, I mean, he's shooting uh 27% from 3 in November and he's at 29% for the season like he just he hasn't gotten it going at all like whereas Tim has at least had a handful of games where he's he's had it so that's the maybe the concern with with Reggie um because like they really like i mean he scored eight total points in these three losses uh, yep. and he's played a lot of minutes in those three losses and i know he's not a scorer but he just has to do a little bit more, um, you know, just just has to be a little bit better. Like these Mavericks role players were really MIA in this game. You know, Przingis and Brunson combined for 45 yeah. and no, no one else scored in double figures. Yep. Uh, so that's I mean, you can't it's impossible to win to win games like that. Uh, so that's difficult. Uh, it was good to see Maxi back. He played 20 minutes. Kind of surprising. I don't know. I guess I just, maybe I haven't been following the reporting as well, but I didn't really think he was close. Like I, I hadn't heard about him practicing a lot. So the fact that he played today was kind of a surprise to me. In both ESPN games last week against the Suns, uh, Mark Jackson commented on both how he and Luca looked fine. Um, <laughs> okay. So this must have just been kind of a preventative. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he looked. He played. The, 
they'll they'll need some time to figure to figure out how to work him back in yep. um the energy level i think is is what's nice because you know three losses where they're not getting tarred and feathered is a lot easier to deal with um you know i think a lot of fans are going to focus on um that 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 overturned and one for Jalen Brunson to an offensive foul as something to kind of rail about. I get it. I was pissed too. It's not why they lost the game. They shot 20% from three. That's why they lost the game. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, that these sorts of things are just, are, are, are just going to happen. I mean, this is why grinding out some of the wins that they did earlier in the year matters because realistically, I think this team is probably like, what do you think? A, a, a 40, you know, they're, 45 they're to 50 clo- yeah they're closer to 500 than they are an upper echelon team as they are constructed i don't know it's i sometimes i come in here just so fired up but i watch that game and i'm like okay there's a couple of times the way the ball bounces differently and and they're fine and you know i'm a little frank nilakina getting hurt is a little bit concerning um because you know it's just like a lot of the guys at the maverick sign have just not they've yet to really pan out and I just don't know how much longer they can keep doing the same thing. Um, but for now, you know, they play the Clippers one more time. Then they get to play a Cavs team, which is kind of real in themselves, whereas a week ago they looked really, really good. Um, so, you know, they have a they, they still have two more opportunities to get on track. I bet Luca plays Tuesday night. Like, he, he was ruled out about 45 minutes beforehand. And like I just said, Mark Jackson thought he should play against the Suns. So, I don't know. We're, we're, we're trending in the right direction with Luca. Um, the thing to remember that I, I'm going to try to tell myself is that it's a lot better to struggle early than it is to struggle late. And, and these guys still have a lot of building to do. It's just, there's every single person that talks about this Mavs team from a national perspective to a local perspective has a hard time putting their finger on the fact that just something feels amiss and not necessarily like negative, just weird. And, you know, you see it every game because they're not. That that third quarter again tonight was just some of the worst offensive basketball that they played all year <laughs> with some of the lineups that they have, and it's just like, does this have to happen once a game where the team that was you know less than two years ago, uh, offensive record holder, just farts around for ten minutes on the court? Like it's odd. I, I I think they'll work through it though. Yeah, I mean, if they can, I mean, if the key is can Przingis do what he's been doing these last three games when Luca's back, and uh-huh. can Luca keep fostering this i'm not saying he can't but just they play i i feel like when luke and kp play you know it kp maybe drifts a little bit more to the three-point line i feel like when luca's out kp's like oh i don't know it feels like his mentality changes i mean if they can keep his cutting like i think luke is a little harder to read in terms of intentionality on drive so he doesn't necessarily know where to cut as much but i've really loved how he's been cutting with brunson like brunson found him for some open dunks because brunson's so He's so shifty that once he he's like going a certain direction, it's I think it might be easier to read than Luca, and and he commits to a spot on the floor, and then just he would duke his man out of the way, and Porzingis would be there for a dunk. It's great. I think it happened at least twice tonight. I think. I yeah, I, just, and, I liked it, and I just like him catching like he's catching the ball like five feet from the rim and just turning around and scoring like and not mm-hmm. fading like I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a get, That's a good point. The like, la- the balance and the sort of decla- declarative action where he's not letting the defender dictate to him what's happening. He's taking it to the defense is nice. 
Yes, I love it. Uh, and like that's the stuff I want to see when Luca's back. Um, and I don't know if there's, you know, we'll just see. And we, that's yeah. like, that's the thing. You, If you look at these three games and you're bummed about the losses, you look at the KP stuff and you go, okay, can that carry forward when Luca's back? And that's what you try to try to hang your hat on. Um, I guess another thing, because I know we're probably winding down with Brunson. I, you know, I think Brunson played really hard. And I think he played about as well as he could. And I think it goes to show his improvement as a player that in these two games, he's been guarded by Mikhail Bridges and Paul George for about his entire time on the floor. Uh, so that goes to show like he's how important he is to this team and what other teams, you know, they respect him uh, as a as a player. But he was four of 12 in these three games from three. And I think it, that's probably the next step for him. Uh, is that when he is the lead dog and he's not playing off Luca, the spacing is different for him. And yeah. he did a great job creating, I think, for himself inside the arc. But the next step for him is like, hey, can he be an off-the-dribble three-point shooter? Can he be an aggressive three-point shooter? Can that be like another tool in his arsenal and not just, oh, yeah, he can take some spot-up threes, you know, when he's playing next to Luca? Like, I think for him, because he's obviously like a good – like he's – he can be a good shooter. Like it, it, I don't think it's a stretch to say like, could he could he do this. So that's yeah. for me the next thing for him in his I development. I agree. Well, kind of a wonky week ahead, which is for the best because I think we could all use a little bit of a break. The Mavericks play the Clippers <laughs> on Tuesday, then they don't play again until Saturday. We'll figure out some content in the meantime. I'll probably do a locker room late tonight. Maybe we'll see um and you know i want to m- maybe try to get some one-offs this week with people who knows uh but uh yeah this is you know thanks for doing this josh appreciate it thanks for doing the recap too everybody's yeah, no checking problem. out um we'll have a couple of things up i don't know we'll it's just that point in the year where it's like everything feels a little grindy you know and, and you don't want to beat the crap out of you know one-off things but but we'll see <laughs> uh this has been kirk henderson and josh bow mavs moneyball after dark you guys have a good start to your week Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.